I want to say this story is nuts, dude. This story is going to be a lot of twists and turns. Ooh, I love twists and turns. It's got all the best shit in it. It's got religion in it. It's got baby monitors in it. Mm, interesting. It's got all kinds of crazy ass shit. And I don't know. Just try to stay with it. This will all be right. a, this will be a two parter. Ooh, okay. But we are going to Czechoslovakia. Oh my god. <laughs> We're not laughing at you or just laughing at the context from the earlier conversation. No, you're laughing at me because no, I'm a we're fucking not. redneck. You're not. No. A re- no, you are John fucking Perry and you have a successful podcast and just because you mispronounce one word doesn't mean that you are any less than Czechoslovakia. You got it. Oh, so you got it the first time. No, not the first time. All right. Tonight we're going to the Czech Republic. We're actually going to a town of Kurum. If you know that name, Kurum, and you know the story, you know it's crazy, number one, and you know exactly what story I'm doing. Is this a request from someone by chance? No, but it is a um, a Ryan Green book, which I was like, sweet. Oh, you nice. love Ryan Green. Yeah. Well, actually, I think this is one of his other aliases. I know it's all the same fucking person, though. I know it. Anyway, does anyone out there know the Kurum story? K-U-R-I-M. Mm-mm. Never heard it before. It reminds me of curry, like Indian food, which I've recently taken a liking to. You know, Shram? Have you had Indian food? Yeah, I don't love it. Really? What do you mean I've been indoctrinating you for years? What does that even mean? You have been. You said before that you have given us Stockholm Syndrome. Well, yeah, y'all keep showing the fuck up here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah, you've been indoctrinating us for years into your cult. Yeah, I'm under contract. So yeah. in the in the house we're moving to, there's actually like a dungeon. I'm going to build, I'm going to build like <laughs> Not a... Yet. You can talk that. You can you can put that in the contract for yeah, the we'll builders. Have to build probably. That, yeah. I'm gonna dig a hole. Are you gonna put a basement in? You cannot put basements in this area. Oh, no. in South Carolina, that's right. I not, forgot. In, not not here. But anyway. it's your country. house. You can put whatever you want. I'm gonna put one of those hurricane houses, those titty houses, but it's gonna be small. Okay, like a she shed. Yeah, it's gonna be just small enough for me and my the dog dogs. Hubble to get in. So in case a hurricane. Oh, comes. you're picking Hubble in this instance. Yeah. Oh, wow, I'm yeah. surprised it's not Luna. Nicole, you can drive 45 minutes to the northwest yeah. to my house where it's a little bit safer. Where you'll get stabbed by a meth head. That's not correct. <laughs> my my neighbor actually has a very low instance of crime. Like zero. I, I'll take my chances with a Cat 5 hurricane. That's All right. Fine. Enough. Okay, so that was being me being mean, but... No, I didn't think that was mean. Alright. Does anybody know that story? Yes or no? Kurum. K-U-R-M. No. I'm drunk. Um, good luck getting fed, John. What the fuck is that supposed to mean. Think about I it. I will stop eat feeding you. <laughs> yeah, if, if Nikwis is gone, you're... In- I feel like y'all should apologize to me. Like, everyone on here. Everyone's been what? mean to me lately. Can we... Do we just need to start over everybody? Just... I don't think so. I think we're fine. Are you okay? Yeah. Alright. May 7th, 2007. We're going to South Moravia, the Czech Republic. A very small... A very small village called Kurum. K-U-K-U-R-I-M. Now, I'm going to read this, not because of a trigger warning, but more of a, wow, this is going to be fucked up type of warning. But this is in the... This uh, those, we di- don't do trigger those warnings. Those are two <laughs> different things, FYI. <laughs> a trigger warning and a, wow, that's going to be fucked up warning are two different levels. So this is higher than a trigger warning. All right. This is from the book I read about this. If you are especially sensitive to accounts of the suffering of children, you may find it advisable not to read any farther. Okay. If, however... However, you seek to understand the darker side of human nature by coming face to 
face with it. And this book is written for you. I'm pulled right. away and pulled in at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Let's do this. I know this is going to be disturbing for me, but it will also probably be somewhat interesting. Mostly disturbing, I'm assuming. May 7, 2007. And I'm not going to go to the Google Earth. Czech Republic is one of those countries over there. Where's that by? Yugoslavia. Where's that by? Yugoslavia. Ukraine. is a country Russia. Anymore. Oh. Russia. Uh, Slovakia is a country in Czech Republic. Is Ukraine. How's that war in Ukraine coming? Not great. Still going. Still going. All right. Tonight we're going to May 7, 2007, Czech Republic. We're starting with an Edward. Oh, Martin says, if it's the one I think, I did request it. All right, Martin. Let's see. Did you request this? I do seem to take credit for y'all's request. No. (laughs) Not you. No one has ever heard this before, ever. I I don't mean to do it. And but, you just get an idea and you're like, oh, yeah, man, where did this come from? It's just honestly, yeah, popped into my brain. You, if you requested it, then this, you know, so this I one. I mean, how many stories are requested in the Czech Republic? You know what I mean? So, so. this story is requested by Martin, our good friend. All right, Martin. Hey, Martin. Let us know when your shirt gets it to you. And if it doesn't, then next week we'll send yeah. you another one. It's still not there yet? It the got post lost. The office told them that they lost it. What? I know. So I think I think if, if you don't get it by Wednesday, we're just going to mail another. <laughs> <laughs> because I was super slow in getting it out to you in the first place. So I feel terrible. <sighs> All right. May 7th, 2007, Czech Republic. And Edward, I'm not going to pronounce his name. It's a very simple name, T-R-D-Y. And I'm pretty sure it's not Turdy. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? I don't know. Trudy. Turdy. Trudy. We will call him Turdy, though. Edward Turdy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's great. So Edward Turdy, he was ecstatic this day. He just found out that his wife, now he's out of town. He's in the town of Curham. He's not from there. He's working and he's renting a little apartment. And he just found out that his wife sent him a a baby monitor. Hmm. It's one of those baby monitors that you can watch your baby from another location. So it has a video too. Yeah, video. Oh, from out of the country. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Does he travel a lot? Yeah, he travels. This guy, Edward, is super excited. He starts unboxing it. Oh, you know, where's the battery? He's got to put the batteries in. He's doing all this. He's got to put the IP address for to see his newborn baby, which is at his house. Mm-hmm. And he wants to just always watch the newborn baby. He's a very proud father. Right. First, first child and everything. In fact, his wife had just gone into labor. So this is a brand new baby, brand new baby. He gets this baby monitor on and it's working. However, the the house doesn't really look like his. That's weird. From back home. There's an image on the screen. He can't really tell what's going on on this screen. And it's a small screen. You know, he's squinting his eyes. But what he thinks he sees is a room that he doesn't recognize, a very dark and damp room. And he thinks he sees a small naked boy. But he's not sure because it's so glitchy. This boy is six or seven years old. Oh, boy. This, just stay with me. Okay. All right. All right. How about this? No, no child dies. How about that? Uh Okay. They just get tortured. Oh, God. Not okay. (laughs) 
on this screen, there's a boy. He is tied up, hands bound, but they're in front of him and it looks like he's playing. He looks kind of happy. There's a scotch tape roll that's been empty and he's just kind of flicking it around. And it honestly looks like he's in a dungeon. It's a very damp, dark little setup here, like in a basement maybe. Mm. So what is he seeing at this point? This isn't his baby. Yeah, this isn't what he was expecting. This isn't his baby because the his baby's brand new and this isn't his house. So what what is he looking at? Is this some kind of weird movie that's being cast somewhere and his baby monitor is picking up the signal? He comes to the conclusion that it's picking up someone else's signal. And this is a little concerning. Yeah, I'd say. The boy is not being tortured or anything, but why is his hands bound? Where is he? Yeah. Why is it so dark? Uh-huh. Why is it so glitchy and just weird looking? So what do you guys think so far? Well, my one thought is that maybe someone switched out the two units. Like if you have a baby monitor, you have like two units in a box. Maybe someone like switched out the units in a retail store inadvertently or maybe on purpose. Or maybe he was involved in a, um, you know, underground child sex ring or something. This is what he sees. This is the actual image. The boy doesn't look star. The boy doesn't look beaten, but that's him. Oh, that's a that is definitely not a newborn. That is the actual image you see there. It's from wow. Getty Images. Yeah. Why does the bottom say move your customers? Is this like a child sex trafficking thing? No, that's a Google advertising thing. Oh, well, that is a very um un But you can buy this for $499. No. Nah. This child. I'm just kidding. You can buy the photo of the child for 500 bucks. What? Yeah. That's fucked. That's up. how it works. You can buy this photo for 500 bucks. Why? I don't want that. All right. Just make sure you don't click anything. Yeah. Do not purchase that. We don't need any media attention on your This is what Getty Images do. They they snap images and sell them. Well, F that. You don't want that picture. All right. So this boy, you saw him. He's not, he doesn't look like he's suffering. In fact, he kind of looks like he's having fun. But still, maybe Edward Turdy should call the cops. Maybe. Yeah. That's not his child. That's definitely not a newborn. Yeah. So at this point, Edward did go to work. He didn't call the cops yet, but he did check six hours later when he got back home and the boy is still there. The boy is still tied up, but now this boy is eating something off the floor. Mm. Okay, this can't be some kind of weird movie. Right. This has to be real. This signal is picking up someone else's signal and right. I need to call the police. Yeah, well, at least they're feeding him. Not, not... Wow, Jen, that is... Well, I'm not, I'm not saying that the child being tied up is a good thing. Thing. I'm just saying, at least he's being fed. That that didn't sound. That is true. Well, I I you know I do not stand for the child being tied up. But what I'm, if it was a bad child? I wouldn't. I would not. I wouldn't tie a child up for for misbehaving. So the police are called, and Edward shows them the baby monitor. Right. And they surmise that it is probably a malfunction within the monitor. But most monitors pick up signals that are very short range. So perhaps whoever is casting this video of this boy in a dungeon is in the neighborhood. Mm. So they go to the next door neighbor and this is like an apartment setup. and a 29-year-old Flora Mariova answers the door. She's the next door neighbor. She's been living there about a year and a half. She's a recluse. 
she said, no, I don't know what you're talking about. There's no boy here. I do have a 13-year-old daughter, Anika, who has some developmental challenges and she would be very upset if a bunch of cops come stomping around here. Mm, that's not suspicious. Their hands are behind their back at this point because they can't just go in. They don't have any hard evidence that this woman even has a, a, a son or a boy in the basement. They can't just go in. They don't know that for sure. So they go back to Edward, who is still watching the baby monitor. And the next door neighbor, Clara, she didn't actually realize that this baby monitor situation was going on. The cops just came and asked her if there was a boy in a dungeon. She said, no, what are you talking about? They go back to Edward and they look at the baby monitor again. When the police walk back next door to Edward's home, he had recorded a conversation when the police were there from Clara talking to the child, okay, in the basement through the wall huh. when the police left. Or it seemed like it was. The smoking gun was the police heard a, a children's song in the background. Of, oh, when they were there interviewing creepy. her? When they were there interviewing her. Ooh, I don't like that. They go back and Edward, who had recorded some of the things, they listen to it and they say, wait, that's the same song that we were hearing coming from that house. Hmm. So they go back. The police were like, we're entering this home. This isn't a search warrant situation. This is a child is in severe danger and we need to enter this home. Correct. The daughter was sitting on the stairs, Anika, the 13-year-old daughter who has developmental issues. Mm -hmm. She reacted very badly to this news. As the police walked in, she starts screaming. A 13-year-old girl is screaming and pulling her hair. There's obviously some, some problems here. Mm. Okay. She's reacting horribly. When one of the police officers come up to her to try to calm her down, she is thrashing at him with her nails, screaming, making no sense at all. And she is just a mess. Apparently, some children with these developmental issues, they, they're they super sensitive to things like this. And that was what was happening from what they could see. Mm. The two officers that entered this house, though, they did a search, but there's no basement. There's, there's nothing. They didn't hear a boy in the wall. There's nothing here. So now they're dumbfounded. Like, what? Like, we know this is the place. We heard the song. We heard the song. Plus, we saw Clara on the video seeming like she was telling someone to be quiet. And then one of the officers, they spotted a, a room where they haven't been yet. It was a smaller room. It wasn't hidden, but it was under the stairs. So think of like Harry Potter. Like, yeah, think of four privet drive. So you had the a room under the staircase. I'm proud of you for remembering that. That was the one thing that got from the books that he got with him. Yeah. No, I just wrote it down here. I looked it but up. But still, but yeah. So under this little staircase at Four Privet Drive, there was a padlock on the door. What's this? We need to open this. Clara goes over there, the, the mother, supposedly. I can't. I can't go in there. I moved in here a year and a half ago and whoever I'm renting it from never gave me a key. I don't know what's in there. Lies. So the firefighters were called in and they had a key. It was a big old... Block cutter, bolt yeah, cutter key. But as they cut the lock of this padlock, they were really surprised when not only Clara, but her sister, her older sister, 31. So Clara's 29. Her older sister, Katerina, 31 years old, and the 13-year-old daughter 
both jumped in front of the firefighters and sat on their bottoms in front of the door, obstructing their path to the door. Mm. So it was like a protester thing, you know, when they jump in front of the trees and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They weren't being violent. They were just saying, you're not going in this room. Right. Even the 13-year-old joined in, sat right there, and they were not going to let these firefighters in this room. They didn't want them to find Harry Potter. They sat there like a 100-year-old oak tree facing a powerful storm. Hmm. <laughs> what a great analogy. It's good. This is from uh, the Curum case by Ryan Green or one of those guys. Anika, the Czech diminutive form of her proper name, Anna, was herself a sight to behold. Dressed in a red and yellow patterned dress with brown glasses and a cap on her head, she, at a glance, appeared to be an adolescent, but she behaved like a much younger child. She came down to join her mother and aunt, crawling on all fours, babbling and rocking herself like an infant. She seemed to be developmentally challenged in some way. So this is getting weird. Yeah. There's a boy in a dungeon. He doesn't look like he's being tortured, but he's eating out the floor. He's got his hands tied. There's a 13-year-old girl who is crawling on all fours who must have some developmental challenges. And she's the one that puts up the fight. As the police officers and the firefighters try to open the door and get past these girls, she, Anna, the 13-year-old, kicking, scratching, biting, spitting, yelling. Police officer Thomas, that's his whole name, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Thomas the police officer gets the brunt of the attacks he also noticed that Anna who was the one attacking him was very violent but he also noticed how weak she was even mm. for a 13 year old it's like she wasn't nourished well enough to to fight mm -hmm. so what was in the door what was in the room a, the a first, child. The first thing that officers noticed, and they've they've smelled this before. They've been in some bad situations before, but this one, this one made them vomit. Mm. The police officers and even the police chief got there. The police chief was the first in, first to vomit because the smell was perhaps a year or more of human excretion. Ugh. Piss, feces, and vomit, but not what you're thinking, like vomit and piss and shit, just because, you know, you're in the same room and you never leave. This was that, but the sickly kind. Oh. The malnourished kind, the disease-ridden kind. I wouldn't know how to distinguish between oh. the different categories, but, but I can imagine that it's not pleasant. It sounds worse. Yeah. He's a sickly kid. He's malnourished. He has diseases. There's bacteria everywhere. It's just that sickness. Well, yeah, when you're exposed to those germs with no cleanup, that's like you're inhaling and like they're all in that germ. How can you live for that long you, in that sort of environment? I don't know. You know? I don't know. If you, like if you're physically sick in that way for that long? I feel like living in that environment would make me more physically sick. Yeah. You know, like to smell and inhale that every single day. Mm -hmm. That's like a never ending cycle. The firefighters were walking into an invisible, repugnant wall. Not to mention, this is a dungeon. This is a basement. There's no ventilation. Plus, this is in July. It's mm. summertime. It is pushing 90 degrees in that basement. So the heat alone, Ooh. almost melting this vomit that is a year old mixed with the feces and piss of an everyday boy having to go to the bathroom and he's eating off the floor. Oh, God. Uh, His food isn't even plated. His food is thrown in through a little 
door is thrown in, thrown on the floor like a dog, like you throw a dog a bone. Most dogs have their own balls. This kid didn't. He's more than happy just to eat whatever right out the floor. That could land in his own feces or vomit. Mm -hmm. Well, this room was pretty small, so it did. Oh. And he is playing in it. Eventually, he kind of found out that, okay, I need to stay around the walls when I have to go piss or whatever. But for the most part, it's all around him. It's like someone, a boy was sick for a year and had been locked in a room for over a year and had never even walked out. In fact, when the door opened, now they got to be careful because there was a boy in there and I'm sure this was extremely painful for him, not seeing any source of light besides a little red blinking dot above his head. There was no source of light. None. Not even when they delivered any nutrients to him? There was nothing. No source of light. So when the door opened, his eyes are now almost blinding him because a little bit of light is just so sudden. Right. Ah! He's screaming. Eight-year-old boy. This boy didn't cry and say, oh my God, I'm so happy to be alive. He didn't even act surprised, but he did walk right past the firefighter and into his mother's arms. Mm. This boy was naked and shackled. The beam from the officer's flashlight hit the boy and spending more than a full year in total darkness, the the light burned his eyes. Oh, no. He looked like a miniature vampire. Oh, mm. which also the new season of What We Do in the Shadows is out, FYI. Great show. We were just talking to somebody who watched that. It's so good. I think you guys would really like it. We watched a few episodes. Not your thing. It was all right. It's good. I like it. Just ah, like his eyes were burning out of his skull. He hasn't seen the light of day or any light besides a blinking red light of a camera pointed at him for 24 hours a day. He hasn't seen any light. His body doesn't even know what that is, but his eyes just take it in. It just sucks into his retina at an intense speed, almost burning him burning out his irises. So one of the firefighters scream out to Clara and her sister, Katerina. What have you done? They're screaming at her. What what have you done? And they're saying, you don't understand. You will never, ever understand. This is getting creepy. Yeah. Is this some kind of demon kid? The family, the aunt, the sister, Clara, and even Anika and the boy, whose name is... Is it Damien? Yeah, I was trying to pronounce that. Damien. Yeah, I guess it does. Yeah. Andre. Andre. O-N-D-R. E.J. Andres. What do you think? I think that's a slightly different. It's surprising that he like ran out into his mother's arms, but I'm not going to digress past that. The mother crying, sobbing on her knees. You don't understand what you've just done. You will never understand this. Well, try to explain it to me, ma'am. Paramedics were called to the scene, but first the police had to take a photograph of the crime scene in the state in which it was found before they could help him. When the camera was brought in and pointed at him, little Andre did something that would cause the heart of anyone with a shred of decency and any kind of deductive capability to sink. Still bound up as he was, he looked straight into the camera and smiled. Oh. Oh, that's fucking creepy. Yeah, that is kind of creepy. Very creepy. That's like horror movie creepy. What is wrong with this kid? Well, I think this is actually a case of Stockholm Syndrome. I don't know. Uh, Unlike the previous case where we were trying to talk about how Carla perhaps was I think under that, that he I think he knew he was being held captive and then 
like after the fact was smiley. Little Andres did something that would cause the heart of anyone with a shred of decency of and any kind of deductive capability to sink. Still bound up as he was, he looked straight into the camera and smiled. Oh, that's so creepy. The entire family crying on their knees. You have no idea what you've just done. You have no idea. You don't understand. Like no they're one, mad? Yeah, they're mad. You don't understand. You will never understand. So they're saying he's like the spawn of Satan or something? No, they're just saying you'll never understand. Oh. Andres at the hospital. Demeanor calm. The whole time he was just more interested in seeing his mommy. Where's mommy? Where's mommy? But guess what? We can't. Your, your mommy's in handcuffs. Your mommy. You ain't mm-hmm. going to see your mommy for a while. This has got to be sorted out first. Mm-hmm. The medics described him as acting as he just fell off his bicycle. Had some minor scrapes, you know, going to the hospital. He's just a kid. Kid, like a happy kid. Mm-hmm. Not a kid that's been locked up in a dungeon for over a year eating off the floor and dodging his own feces and vomit. Mm. They actually described him as a boy acting like he just fell off his bike. Huh. But then the minutes started turning to hours at this hospital and the trauma began to break through. Slow at first, but it did manifest itself. The trauma breaking through the cracks like a weed stretching for the sun. Ooh, that's a good analogy. This trauma manifested itself in a physical form and all at once overcame this boy. This boy had no control. It was the trauma of an eight-year-old abused and probably the only eight-year-old in history that has seen some of the trauma like this. Trauma like intense paranoia. What eight-year-old has intense paranoia? Delirium. Pictures on the wall. Like in a hospital, they're all, mm-hmm. there may be horses running in a you know open field, cats and dogs. Mm-hmm. Those pictures began protruding from the frames, taking a demonic look. In his mind, they were coming at him as demons. Uh, Morphing from neutral scenes to grotesque and unspeakable entities. Nuts, right? Pictures started protruding from their frames and morphing from neutral scenes of the ocean and uh, dolphins jumping out. But that dolphin starts breaking through its frame from a neutral scene that's supposed to relax you into a grotesque, unspeakable demon Mm. that is coming to envelop eight-year-old Andres. They removed every painting from the wall, everything. Now he's in nothing but a white room and a bed. This eight-year-old boy, sleep was non-existent. He could sleep in the dungeon. He slept for a year and a half. There's no demons chasing him. He wanted to go back to the dungeon. That's where he could sleep. That's where he was thriving. He was eating good. But now in this hospital, the pictures are are protruding. Eventually, all the pictures are taken off the wall. It's basically like he was in one of those padded nut houses with Mm. he can't do anything. Mm -hmm. That's what it looked like. The wall was barren. He started screaming like a wounded animal, screaming, desperate. The nurses even held the boy down, but there was something inside him that was so strong and so powerful. Even the, the sedations didn't work. They up the dose, but even the uppage of the dosage, quote, his sleep was riven with nightmares. Nurses tried their best to comfort him as he trembled and pleaded, an eight-year-old boy pleading, quote, just kill me. Please, just kill me. What the F? Martin, what a story (laughs) you have selected for us today. This boy is eight years old, screaming, just kill me. Please, just kill me. Jesus Christ. It took a while for them to figure out what these marks were all over his body, especially down his arms. It was weird because he had the same pattern of marks, scars, 
that were once bleeding. There were three, three lines all around his body. And this is going to be kind of hard to explain, but let's take the forearm, for example. There was three marks going straight down. Every mark, which was beside each other, was completely parallel to the next one. Mm. There's three marks going down. Now, these are all over his body, but they were like, what are these marks from? I mean, if, if you take a box cutter or something mm-hmm. or some kind of sharp instrument and you cut yourself down your forearm and then you do it twice more, you're not going to have completely parallel lines. That It's interesting that he had three perpendicular lines like or scratching. Paral- parallel lines instead of perpendicular lines. If you want to do damage, you, you would cut perpendicular because you open up the artery. But if you go along the artery... What? No, no. If you, if, you wanna, if you want to kill yourself, you cut this way. No, no. Yes, you do. Mm-mm. Because you open up that whole artery right there. Mm-mm. Nope. The artery but goes down But we should down not be arm. talking about this on YouTube Correct. unless we want to get banned. I, Correct. I, I we, you promise you guys, you cut, you cut vertically. No, I'm not making any guarantees, but I don't know. I'm going to look it up because I know I'm right on this. So if you cut them this way, that's an easy patch job. If you cut the arteries, flay it open like a hot dog, you can't patch that shit up. Most people, you miss the artery that way, a lot of people, and their veins are thin. If you do that, you're completely slicing your artery. That's the whole point. Yeah. This is a very interesting case. I know. I want to know what he was smiling about. Like, was he smiling because he knew he was psychotic? Or was he psychotic because they just put him in a dungeon? Or was was he put in the dungeon because he was psychotic? Mm-hmm. Now, these are all over his body. So even his elbow, which is curved, these lines just curve around it, but they're perfectly symmetrical. They're perfectly parallel to each other. What are they looking at? Nail scratches? All, scratching himself? These lines were evenly spaced. Now scars covered all of his limbs. I'll get to what they are in a second. On his genitals, there were welts. Oh, no, poor kid. And I mean on the genitals. Oh boy. To describe it more on the the actual penis and everything, welts. There was a large circular scar on his buttocks. Apparently, Andres was in school at one point, but his mother pulled him out and homeschooled him. By homeschooling, I think she meant to say she threw him in a dungeon. Yeah. Yeah, let's... Let's not call that homeschooling. But since she pulled him out of school for a hearing problem, the abuse began. That was December 2006 when he was pulled from school. And since then, every minute of every day, he was forced to live in darkness under the stairs. Nuts. All right. Was there any issues that he had before he was forced in this dungeon? You know? Um, Hearing problems. That's what she said. That's Hmm. it. Or she... Like selective hearing problems or legitimate hearing problems? You know what I mean? Was like, he not listening was he, to her? Was he a kid who doesn't want to listen to his yeah. parent? Well, as you're going to see, these these uh, people are really fucked up. Well, I yeah. would say so. You know what is kind of crazy when you think about this? Like, so this whole thing was picked up from a baby monitor yeah. image. What happens if if the guy never saw it on the baby monitor? Well, when I was where I was going with this is how how frequent like is this? People have no idea. Oh, and this it's never caught. You know what I mean? Particularly this one is pretty frequent. This isn't. Uh, Oh boy. This may this may not just be the doings of one family. This may be a huh. multi uh, Oh like a sex ring? Oh mo- no. Or a pedophile ring? Oh no. All right. Oh, I think you hit the nail on the head cuz he didn't respond. 
So mm, don't like that. Let's talk about Anna, the 13 year old. She's not locked up. Obviously, she's 13 and she's developmentally she's, yeah, challenged. But right? she, you know, she was sort of clawing at the officers or whatever, but mm. she is also has problems. Correct. Does Andres, is he developmentally challenged as well? Or was he just the victim because he was a male or? Well, so they're going to talk eventually, but they, uh, they're reluctant to say anything at first. Well, we're going to get into all that. Okay. Because it kind of reminds me of the case. I'm sorry to stop you from your story, but there was the case of the, um, the, the child that was kept up in an attic and all of her life and she couldn't speak because she wasn't taught how to speak. It's like one of the classic examples in your psychology 101 class. I don't remember the child's name, but she was kept locked up and she never learned how to speak or anything Mm -hmm. like that because she was kept away. So was he kept from, he was in school, you said. how Before. Yeah, Yeah. until he was like seven. Okay. He was a normal kid. So he knew how to communicate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Anna a little bit. She wouldn't say anything at the hospital. She didn't want to say anything at all. So it was almost like she couldn't talk. She could scream. She could spit. She could yell, but she couldn't talk. She couldn't voice words. So they gave her a pad and some crayons. Let's just have her doodle. Let's see what the doodles are going to look Mm. like. What do you think a 13-year-old living in this environment would doodle? Nothing that's good. Yeah, I think we're going to be sorely upset by what we're about to witness. A circus cage is what I'm guessing. Anna's doodles had been provided with a pencil and paper to doodle on. The doodles she had made surprised the caregivers at the institution. Strings of binary, the base of two mathematical system that underlines the deep inner workings of all of our computers, covered the page. Along with them was a calculus formula, the cube root of nine, and two drawings of representations of a tesseract of four-dimensional cube, one intact and one exploded view of how it would look in three dimensions. What? That is not what I was expecting at all. So she's brilliant. What? So she's brilliant, but she can't vocally communicate. A tesseract is, have you ever seen a tesseract? Yeah, it's like in Marvel. It's a it's a cube. It's like a bright glowing cube. Well, it's basically, cube. you can't, no one has actually seen it because you can't see in four dimensions, but they, they have a recreation. It's basically like a, a Rubik's cube that you can see through and but it's not really four dimensions. A tesseract is supposed to be four dimensions. So it's kind of like, we, we can't see in four dimensions. So we you can't even explain it. You know what I'm saying? But she drew that in an exploded view, which you know what that means, right? You know how Leonardo da Vinci, take a gear, for example. Mm-hmm. He would take the first part of the gear and then a little bit out from that, he'll put like the screws to sh- and have the lines. Kind of like when you're putting together furniture yeah. and you see the screws with the lines. Ah, That's yeah. an exploded okay. view. Okay. So for her, a 13-year-old developmentally challenged girl that has just walked on all fours down the stairs and screaming gibberish to draw a tesseract and a calculus formula and binary code. Binary code. The fuck? <laughs> that is not She's what I was brilliant. expecting at all. She's brilliant. She just can't communicate okay. verbally. So at the... <laughs> She's doing shit that I can't do. I'm sorry. That just like made it even more confusing. What's going on here? (laughs) The staff is dumbfounded at this point. What they didn't know is there was another child as well. An older brother. Oh, a third child. A third child still in school. Two years older, still lives in the same house. They actually had to pull him out of school. Pull him out of class. Because? To talk to him. Because his whole family is (laughs) 
<laughs> his house got raided. What oh, do you mean? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I thought you were saying like they, like the parents, but the caregivers pulled him out of out of class, like they pulled the the child, oh, the, oh, young, oh. the youngest boy. He wouldn't say a word. He's very vocal in class. Good kid, answering questions, smart, smart. But all of a sudden, clams up. They try to ask him about some scars they're finding on his body. Mm. He's not saying anything. They achieved little success. He seemed extremely reluctant to speak more, even than a child in the company of strangers would expect it to. He avoided all eye contact, keeping his attention fixed on the book he had been giving, given to keep him occupied. So this boy is 10 years old. His name is Jacob, J-A-K-U-B. Examinations of his body showed scars similar to those of Andres, with the exception of the large one on the buttocks. When they ask him about the scars, like, what are these scars? Why do you have the same markings? The same three lines going down in perfect symmetry. A pet gerbil. Mm, I don't know about that. Okay, a pet gerbil. All right. What are these welts on your genitals? Uh, I, I, I was camping and oh, and there wasp stings. So, camping? He never left the basement. So, wasp no, no, stings? This no, is, this is a different... different oh, oh, yeah, that's right. What kind of psychology is this? A 10-year-old boy lying immediately saying welts on his genitals are wasp stings. Yeah, what are they doing? What are? Why what, are you naked wh- camping? Why is he not saying the truth? Like, why Why is immediately he's hiding it? Mm. From, like, what is going on here? Mm. Sounds like abuse to me. What are these scars? They finally got this out of them. Okay, tell me what this is. We're just curious at this point. How are they making these scars? Well, when's the last time you ate something? Oh, a fork? A fork. Oh. Is he trying to eat himself? No, I no, think they, they no. had a, a hot <laughs> fork and they were like... The fork. Three lines going down perfectly spaced all over their bodies. The fork dragging on their skin. A hot fork. I was thinking it was fingernails. Yeah. No, I mean... The fork is it, yeah, be evenly spaced. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Forks. Wow. Well, they do put the fork in the fire and then like forge it and Or were they like actually piercing the skin with fork? Oh, I don't like either answer. No, they scrape down. <sighs> Jesus. I mean, they're they're like, what is going on here? Jacob, what about the welts? We know they're they aren't wasp stings. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us, Jacob. These are multiple bumps on his genitals, on his penis. They look like chicken pox. I mean, I'm talking about the testicles, the head, the shaft, everything. Okay. Okay. M- mommy likes to smoke cigarettes. <gasps> oh no. And every time she finishes and takes that last drag, you know. <gasps> She put cigarette burns on her children's genitalia. This woman needs to be put into this into the hole. Like she put her youngest son. Let's go back to Anna. Now a couple days go by. The staff at the Children's Institute find her impossible to treat. They couldn't even get her clothes off of her. But she did have extensive scarring, just like her siblings. She was biting, spitting, scratching. They finally let her just relax. Okay, we're gonna, you know, we'll send the food in. You won't see us for two days. Literally, you have to relax. On May 12th, five days after she was in the institution, they decided it was time. Let's see if she has calmed down. 
five days of screaming, spitting, yelling, crying hysterically. Because she's nonverbal, correct? Yep. Yeah. Five days go by. She hasn't changed clothes. She's been defecating on herself. She hasn't taken a shower. She's at risk of becoming very sick. So at 8 a.m., the nurses go in there and a cleaning crew of nurses because they got to clean all this up, right? The nurses, before they open the door, because they, they know they're about to get scratched and spit at, they feel this sense of relief because they're listening to the door. Was she sleeping? I don't hear her screaming. This could be good. We're getting somewhere. We're breaking through. No noise. Let's let her sleep a little while longer because Lord knows she needs it. They finally come back and open the door. And what do you think they see? Either a dead body or she was ready to attack. She's gone. She's gone. Oh! <laughs> That's even better than my answers. <laughs> it appeared she had figured out how to open one of the windows. Okay, what? <laughs> She's smart. If she could draw a tesseract, she can open a window. Give she her is some on credit. The, she no, is on the third I mean, floor of an institution. It, isn't it like bars over the windows and shit? Apparently not in Czechoslovakia. Yeah, but she's on like the third floor of an institution. Yeah, but so she, she can draw a tesseract. She can escape. But she can't even walk. She's cr- she crawling can, on all fours. She, give her some credit. Give is the girl she some credit. It? No, she's not faking it. She's no, just is she faking the non-verbal part? I, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think you can fake okay. that. It appeared she had figured out how to open one of the windows and climbed out. No one could determine whether she had escaped on her own or had been aided by somebody. Hmm. Neither prospect was palatable. Either there was a mentally challenged girl alone and lost in the woods nearby, or she had been whisked away by co-conspirators or participants in the torture of the boys. If the latter was the case, whatever they had planned for her was not likely to be good. Hmm. Where did she go? I'm just going to be honest. In Czech Republic, you don't want to be lost in the woods. I don't right? think you want to be lost in the woods anywhere. anywhere. Mm. So now you had the biggest search to take place in Czech history at this point, because there is a 13-year-old mentally challenged girl who escaped an institution. She is in the woods because this isn't like America where there's a Burger King next door or whatever. Like this is the institution and then nothing but woods and wolves, Mm. woods and wolves. So they have to find her and like quick, okay, before she gets eaten alive. Like that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and the bear, the rem, the rem, Revenant, Revenant. Yeah. or perhaps someone had taken her. They came in, awesome. snuck in, taken her. You Was know, anyone watching her room, though? I mean... Well, she got out the window. No, like she no, and I'll tell you why. Because at first, they got the, the perpetrators. Right. The sister, or the mother, Clara, mm-hmm. and her sister are in handcuffs. That's it. Where's the dad? Mm, good question. Well, no one knew this at the time, but there were a lot more people involved. Oh, oh like who? Infrared goggles, K-19 volunteers, helicopters, police from all jurisdictions. They now had the worst fear that they could ever have. A mentally deficient 13-year-old girl with the mind of a six-year-old in the extremely unforgiving woods of the Czech Republic. Uh Uh-oh. All right. So what do you guys think so far? Crazy. I think it was planned. I think I think she's smarter than people are giving her credit for. This is Anna right here with her mother right here. You see her? Oh, yeah. She's smart. You can tell. She's smart. Is there anything weird about this photo? Like, is the mother smiling weird or anything? She's smiling, but like... She's looking down. Yeah. She's she's like not looking at her mom or hugging back, really. Not a lot of um, uh, affection towards the daughter there. They don't know if she's out in the woods. Does she escape herself? Does she have help? Is she dead? What's going on? At the same time, a task force of sorts was formed to start 
sorting out this web of craziness. Yeah, because you have the abused boy in the in the dungeon. Now you have a 13-year-old mentally disabled child who has not only been institutionalized but has escaped and it is nonverbal and, and is in, in the, the woods. And in the woods. This is just a mess. Well, I'm I'm going to um I'm going to bring it up a a little Make a it messier? Here. Yeah. How can you make it messier than that? Anna's missing in the woods. The nurses, the staff, the first thing they need to do is find her, but they also need to kind of figure out who she is. And by that, I mean, what what is she suffering with? Like, we need to pull her records. Mm. We need to see what mental deficiencies she has. Right. So they go back to her records and they have to go through the court to do this. Now, what they find is Anna was actually adopted. Okay. Oh. So this is, okay, so maybe Clara adopted her. Mm-hmm. She sure wasn't blonde like the mother, you know. Oh, yeah. So okay. maybe she's adopted. Yeah. So she's adopted. Okay. Let's go back to the records. They get the court records of all the adoptions. Now, how that works in in America, too, is if you're going to adopt someone, the child is also in the courtroom with you. Okay. And the child has to get tests done, even in Czech Republic. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. A lot of paperwork, a lot of tests. Mm-hmm. They go back. They see that Clara had adopted Anna. And it was a whole process done under judges, psychiatric people, everybody. It was legal. And- it was very legal and done by a lot of people. A lot okay. of people in the court. Courtroom. Uh-huh. Okay. So they pulled Anna's DNA to try to test to see what def- deficiencies she had. They had to go back to the adoption process. Mm-hmm. They then, just out of a whim, decided to pull and match her DNA, Anna's DNA, from inside the hospital where she was just staying. To what? To her to adoption her adoption stuff? her to her adoption DNA. <gasps> it didn't match, did it? It didn't match. <gasps> Who is this girl? <laughs> what? I, I told you, right? Who is this girl? And what happened to Annika? I told you. The DNA from her being adopted, which was through judges, through court officials, it, the adoption process is apparently extremely strict. The DNA does not match whoever was in this hospital. What? A completely different DNA. Who the fuck was in this hospital? Oh my God. Who escaped out of the window. And where's the girl that was adopted? Who <laughs> is this girl I see staring back, back at me? That's a cliffhanger. Wow. wow. She's, the DNA Damn. doesn't match. The DNA of her adoption was side by side, however they do it, tried to be matched with the DNA they took from her in the hospital and it was completely different. Anna, whoever was in that house, was not the same person who was adopted or either whoever was in that house was not the same person who was in the hospital. These there's are, something weird there's somewhere. There's two different... Oh, there's a lot of weird somewhere. There, It seems like there are two different people. Well, I'd say. So what do you guys think of that? I don't even know what to think. The next episode, the first thing we need to figure out is, who the fuck is Anna? Yeah. Who is this 13-year-old developmentally challenged girl drawing tesseracts, but then she has completely different DNA than the adopted one two years before. Who is this? Do they yeah. even look alike? You wouldn't know because she was probably kept up in a room. Wow. So we'll get back to that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this story's fucked. <laughs> this- oh my God. I can't believe we're doing this in two parts. This is so annoying. This story Shit. is fucking crazy. Yeah. 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 This is a good one. Yeah. Thanks, Martin. Yeah, this one's not- it gets a lot weirder. Wow.
Wow. Well, we're going to bring religious aspects into it. Some cult, cultish oh, aspects. Oh, I wasn't expecting cult. that. I wasn't expecting cult. Yeah. I was thinking this was like a, a pedophile ring. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Actually, I was thinking You know, like, thinking like Epstein type thing. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Until next time. Good night, you lovely, lovely people. run this shit. You are John fucking Perry.